There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast with hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of saintsnation.com, Kevin Held of the team drops the ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his... I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. We started Drunk Saints History. Me and Andrew, we uploaded the last last Friday. You got the first episode. You got the worst. We, me and Andrew, tried to figure out the worst play in Saints history. Uh, people seem to like it, Andrew. It's got over a thousand downloads. Uh, people said it was uh, misery, but they enjoyed it in a weird sort of way. Uh, next month, you'll get Pat Swilling. Career retrospective. So thanks everybody for donating. Um, me and Dave were just talking about what he's going to do. He's going to do Marcus Colston and something other, something something else. So that'll get you the first four episodes. So you're there. Um, so I think I think for it to be a true drunk history thing, I think we should just not even have a plan. Just be drinking and just start scatting and bebopping and see where it leads us. <laughs> I like that. Could be that. We'll start doing that when we run out of ideas. We'll just get. We'll just get shit faced and take calls. We'll do it live. We'll, do, we'll be like. We'll be like Bill O'Reilly. Do it live. Um, Andrew, the Saints did the rarest of things in the time between um, the end of the season and the start of free agency. We have actual Saints news that doesn't involve an arrest, a coaching firing, or a horrible workout injury. The Saints made actual news before free agency started by signing Kurt Coleman of the Carolina Panthers uh, to a three-year, $18 million contract at, like, midnight on Friday. Yeah, that one caught me off guard, I have to admit. I mean, I know they were kind of poking around, but I I don't know. I I mean, they treat free agency like a it's like they they treat Carolina's uh this their Carolina's leftovers like uh that's their main thing in free agency. You know, they treat it like a yard sale. Any played yeah. at any played at Ohio State. I mean, there's a, there's a lot. <laughs> if you to went, get if you went, if you went, if the Panthers just let you go and you went to Ohio State, <laughs> a you're basically I'm, like yeah, a lock to you're, play. For. You're check. You're checking all the boxes. I'm yeah. surprised the Saints only gave him 18 million. To be honest, <laughs> I mean. But is he, is he like, is he good? Well, so I, I have no problem with the signing except for the money. I mean, listen, that, that this is what guys like that cost these days. So we we got ourselves yeah. another fleener. Yeah, well, maybe. Um, you know, I think you ask yourself, so what's to like? Um, I think 
first of all, in, in 15 and 16, he was an incredible player. In 16, he had seven interceptions. So, I mean, he was one of the top interceptors in the league, one of the best defenders in the league. Last year, you know, he was banged up. He had an ankle injury, and then he had a knee strain. And so he missed some time, and his stats weren't as good. And as he's pushing they, 30. He's pushing 30. Um, but, you know, I think I think there's a few things. I think, number one, the guy was a star, you know, as recently as two years ago. Now, now we know how this goes with a lot of guys. A lot of the times they're a star, and once you start to see them diminished and they're closer to 30, then then that's it. It's over. Um, and, and the end happens quickly for a lot of these guys. But sometimes a guy like Zach Streif gets hurt, and then the following year he's healthy and he's back to being really good. And we saw that in when Streif was 32, 33. So it can happen. They can bounce back. Um, and, you know, it's not like his injuries were so significant last year. I mean, he was able to play. Um, the other thing, I mean – I think as far as like character, dependability, IQ, um, all that stuff, I mean, Coleman is widely known as a great teammate, really smart. Um, he's always going to show up. So like all the things that they didn't get out of Vaccaro, inconsistency, uh, up and down, sometimes he was a good teammate, sometimes he was an idiot, um, lack of discipline on the field, penalties. I mean, those are all things that Kurt Coleman is not going to do. You know, he he's he's – solid in all areas so i think those are things that you didn't have with vaccaro that you will like um you know and lastly i mean i just the saints i mean he, he picked off breeze once in 15 he picked off breeze once in 16 he had a fumble recovery against the saints in the playoff game so he's had some good games against the saints um and sean payton and dennis allen have had three games this past season worth of tape to watch this guy um and so you know, I think they've got a pretty good feel for him. So uh, I think we should give them the benefit of the doubt. And if they really like this guy, I mean, they did play the Panthers three times, including Coleman's most recent game, um, which was the playoffs. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I'm good with it. You know, they lose Vaccaro. They've got two young safeties. And so, you know, I think if he plays great on the field, that's awesome. And I think if he's back to 2016 form, he's going to start over Von Bell. Like if he if he's feeling good, he's gonna play. Um, if he's kind of struggling like last year a little bit, uh, then I think he'll have kind of maybe he'll be on a snap count and he'll have a mitigated role like Roman Harper did. But I think the benefit is you have two really young safeties and he'll be in the film room with film room with them. Roman Roman cool. Harper's return was not a good. Don't you don't want to you don't want to compare him to that. That was bad. I mean, I, I and I'm a I'm a Roman Harper guy, but Roman Harper when he came back was, <laughs> it was not good. Dave, are you gonna hate this contract in October? Are you gonna rage hate this contract like you do Fleener's <laughs> deal? Uh, you know, it all depends on uh, how it all turns out on the field. You know, if he's if he's a total bust, if it if he's either oft injured or, you know, just doesn't produce or can't get on the field yeah then yeah it's going to be ridiculous i mean you know this does go you you mentioned it this is this is what it takes to get guys like this if he wasn't going to get it here maybe he was going to get it somewhere else no like i mean they can they can they can eject pretty easy after one year on this deal right yeah i mean it's less than five million a year i mean it's not it's it's not that much money but but i i do like that he's 
again, this is like the Saints continue to, it seems like they continue to go toward the char- you know, the high quality character yeah. direction and, and the locker room, good locker room guy direction. And I, I think after what we saw last year, I, I, you know, I, I think that, that that stuff's actually pretty important. No, I think that it's fair to say. Look, they've they've doubled down on it because it worked so well. Um, you know, and this is this this is the, 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 a guy like Kirk. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet, crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships. The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Holman is the kind of signing that I want to see them make. I'd, I'd rather, I don't want to see them going after those stupid, ridiculous, you know, Jairus birds and all that kind of stuff. Um... I I like the AJ Kleins and the Manti Teos and the you know the lunch pail bodies. Things. Yeah, well, yeah, but bodies. But I mean, not 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 your sub mediocre body. body. Yeah, yeah, you're you're above mediocre. Well, body. here's the, here's the uh, thing. I, I, these are the signings that I think the, the, these are the guys. These are the players that build champ, you know playoff well, championship teams. You know, here's the thing with Kirk Coleman. Even if he's kind of like. Not completely healthy, and he's kind of like, and you're kind of like, ah, he's not what we thought. Here's the thing, Andrew, is like, Manti Teo was kind of like, he was on the roster, we didn't really think about him too much, and then in December, with like five weeks to go, we're like, holy shit, he needs to play, and he needs to play good, and he did, and they got like, and they got like, they got like four weeks out of him, so like, that's the thing, like, I much rather Kurt Coleman no matter what state he's in, than Pierre Warren, name from the past. Like a UDFA right. where you like plug him in and you're like, oh, by the way, we have two UDFAs playing and the Saints are eight and six and they need these last two games to get in the playoffs. Like then it's a disaster. So I like having more veteran bodies is always good to me, Andrew. And last year sort of brought that home. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I just think Anytime you have guys like that, uh, you never know when you're going to need them. And a lot of times, a 16-game season, you know, it's a long season and you lean on guys. And, uh, I mean, we, we saw this this year and we see it every year where, you know, the back half of the season guys go down. And it's exactly what you said. Would you rather, when you're fighting for playoff berth or fighting for seeding or, or in a playoff game, right? 
you would you rather have fuck about Kirk Coleman making six and a half million if he's right. playing good in December and they desperately need him? That's right. That's right. Four, so four and a half. I, I don't even care about the money on honestly. Like Loomis is going to figure that out. Um, it's not my money. It's Tom Benson's <laughs> money. They're going to have to find a way to mix match with the cap, which they always do. To me, it's all about getting good players in the building, and you just can't trust that Marcus Williams and Von Bell are going to go a whole year, 16 games, being healthy. It's just not realistic. It's football. And so, you know, after that, your next option, I mean, I don't know if they're going to bring back Raphael Bush or not, but, you know, after that, they, they don't really have anyone and Vaccaro's leaving. So they need a safety. And Kirk Coleman's a veteran. And listen, if, if he's not good enough or he's a little nicked up, then he'll be the third, he'll be the second, he'll be the backup. And, um, you know, he'll be on a snap count and it'll help keep his body fresh and healthy for when they need him. So we have to pour one out for Kenny Vaccaro because he's officially gone. Uh, Dave, good player, good draft pick, mediocre draft. Like the Kenny Vaccaro era, like how will you remember it? Uh, you know, good draft pick, good player. Nothing great, not spectacular, obviously, but um, not terrible. Yeah, You know, it really, I think he had, what, 2006? 16 as a down year. Uh, 2014. Um, and he was good as a rookie until he got hurt. And he was good yeah. last year for stretches. The rest of the time, kind of, eh. Yeah, so it's, you know, spotty. But, uh, you know, 10 years from now, uh, you, you probably mentioned it. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew? Uh, I mean, I think he's a huge disappointment. I mean, he he wasn't a bust. I would not. But you got to you pick a, a safety in the first round. You got to be better than Vaccaro. I mean, he was he was the I, he was either the first or the second safety taken. So you know, I, I think when you're the f- best guy at your position, supposedly, um, you should make the Pro Bowl, and and he never did. And you know, I, I think Vaccaro had moments where he was Pro Bowl quality. I think he had moments where. He was awful. I mean, he was benched a couple times in his career. Uh, and you know, he had terrible discipline. You know, I just think it, too many penalties. Um, I liked his aggressiveness. I liked his positional flexibility that they would move him around. And so he's kind of a hybrid player, which was cool. Um, and, you know, I, he would go between like kind of being a good leader. Like you could tell, like there were signs of him maybe. Um, kind of taking some of the younger players under his wing and, and leading by example. But then you hear these stories about him being out at bars and getting trashed the night before games. And so, you know, I don't know how much of that's true, but um, I guess my point with this is that's kind of a microcosm of Kenny Vaccaro. It's like up one down, up one day, down the next, and two steps forward, one step back, and vice versa. And I just feel like the Saints never really got consistency out of him. He was never... You know, I, I just think of like those those players that brought it every day. Yeah, I and get, I Vicar mean, was just like the prototypical antithesis of that. Like amazing when he's on, kind of awful when he's not. The one thing I will say about the Vicaro pick, if you look back in history over the last like fifteen years, the twenty thirteen draft in the first round was an abomination of bad players. So that the Saints got Vaccaro and he's like, meh. If you look at him in comparison to the rest of the 2013 draft in the first round, he's pretty freaking good. Like they have 
All right, all right. I'm, I'm looking at it's, right. it's first, first pick overall, Eric Fisher. God, that's terrible. Second overall, we're already off to a good start. Yeah, yeah Luke Luke Jekyll, bad. Uh, third pick, Dion Jordan. Good God, that's awful. Um, then you got Lane Johnson and Ezekiel Ansah. Those are both decent players. Barkevius Mingo, terrible. Jonathan Cooper, near. Uh, Tavon Austin, awful. D. Milner, has he done anything? Awful. 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 Chance Warmick is all right. DJ Fluker, nah. Awful. DJ Hayden, awful. Sheldon R- Richardson, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Star Lotulele, pretty good. And then Kenny Vaccaro. So, you know, honestly, I just of all those names I rattled off, like wow, that that is a really bad first round. There's, there's probably like three guys picked ahead of Vaccaro. I wasn't joking. Vaccaro no, was picked. Look, keep, you keep going, Andrew. Like, there's more. There's more horrible yeah. names in there. You know, the, the player <laughs> after Kenny Vaccaro was EJ Manuel. <laughs> it was, that's why I argue with people that, like, say Kenny Vaccaro is so terrible. I'm like, no, the 2013 draft was like a big bucket of shit, and the Saints reached in and pulled he's, out, he's, and he's, pulled he's out a, a pack of sweet he's tarts. A, he's, a, he, he's a top five redraft pick. He might be. He, he, might, he really is. He, he really might is. be. He might be. He really if, if you redraft 2013, he'd probably be top 10. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, I give it like a. I mean, the, I mean, the best players in this draft, I mean, I'm just looking at this draft and like the best guys. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was picked 27th. So he was a good guy in the, in the first round. But other than that, I mean, the best guys in this draft, like Le'Veon Bell, second round. Kawan Short in the second round, Zach Ertz in the second round. So like Travis Kelsey in the third round, Larry Warford in the third round, Tyron Matthew in the third round. So like some of the best players in this draft are picked in the second and third round, which is yeah, crazy. It's abominable draft. Um, so thanks to the Saints for giving us they just gave us all kinds of news. They gave us they they signed Kirk Coleman on Friday. And today, Dave, my dream came to I told Loomis to start leaking free agency rumors to PFT every single day to just get us through this last week of free agency and it could be so much fun. Came out today, Saints might want to bring back Jimmy Graham and Saints All Twitter right. went Saints oh, Twitter went baby. bananas and it's bana- I, I got I, I, I got feel like I gotta oh, go in and dig baby. I gotta go in and dig the Jimmy Graham jersey out the closet. My kid has got it he's got two Jimmy Graham jerseys that my mom bought him off the discount rack. So he's gonna be wearing the Jimmy Graham jersey whether he plays for the Saints or not till he's like six. Um so that's good. So I'm excited about this. I, I, Jimmy Graham coming back, Dave. I'm excited about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I, I just had this conversation with you people two weeks ago. Um, Probably did. These, these quote-unquote rumors, um, you know, this came from one report uh, where one guy said that the Saints were, were one of many, a handful more than four or five probably teams that were interested in in Jimmy Graham's services. Um, and, of course, then somebody just wrote an article and said, oh, well, let's let's talk about this so Jimmy Graham could come back. So let's, let's talk about what would happen if Jimmy Graham could come back and, and, why, that would be, content, and why that would be Dave. a good Gotta idea if they came back. Gotta have um, content. When in reality, um, uh, you know, all the local guys here we're talking about today on radio, Fletcher Mackle and, uh, and Bobby Bear and Deke and all that. Um, and I, I think they're all under the same impression I am in that Jimmy Graham burned too many bridges when he left here. 
and that, I don't know whether this front office or this coaching staff would welcome him back with open arms. I don't see it as a possibility. And they all they all, they all say the same thing. And they, they don't ever they don't talk about specific details. They don't tell a specific story. But everybody here locally seems to be in agreement that well, uh, except for Nick Underhill. N- what? No, Nick Underhill. Why? What he did wrote, Nick Underhill say? He wrote a story saying that it's possible that the Saints and Jimmy Graham they they ended it on amicable terms and they would he could rekindle the romance, no, baby. That's, that's not what he said. He did not say that because it wasn't amicable at the time. But the, here, I'm going to read you exactly what he said. He said, I've been told there are no hard feelings over how things ended here. And that's okay. Jimmy Graham and Saints. And he also said... Whose side is that from? Who, who, whose side is he quoting? Is, is, he, is that Jimmy Graham people oof. saying that? Or is that the Saints people saying that? I don't know, but Nick Underhill says, I was told at the combine that saints would take a look if he hits free agency so that's the saints and he's gonna hit free agency yeah if he hits free agency that the saints would take a look and then he said we've also been told that there are no hard feelings about how things ended so i think those are both coming from saints camp at least underhill's quotes i mean i'm not i'm not sold on i don't necessarily the thing is the thing is with with junior galette after he left man uh, Kate Terrell had the awesome story of the fight that, in the locker room that, and all that. That, that would have like I feel like Jimmy Graham. He's been gone long enough. Like that had come out. Like a reporter would have got it and saved it. And they say quote unquote save it for a rainy day. And they'd have dropped that on us. And it never came to like you know. Is that, is that a crazy theory? That that if they would have had something really big, we'd know about it by now. Know. No, I don't. I don't think there's anything big. I, I just think that you know. Jimmy Graham wanted his money. He wanted his money, and like. Well, that- you, and you know what? And okay. And today, all I'm driving around. I did a lot of driving around today, and I'm thinking. And I'm thinking back to the Jimmy Graham days, and I'm thinking back to the the whole how the whole circus. The whole the circus we went. Through, the whole circus we had to go through with Jimmy Graham. And looking back at it now. He was never a wide. I mean, it's to me now. It seems silly that he even filed this grievance. I mean, he was a freaking tight end. I mean, let's let, let's. This is ridiculous. Don't, don't, do, do you not feel that way? Looking back on it, yes, he was a tight end. Would you really have ever called him a wide receiver? No, I mean, no. To me, to, to me, in retrospect, now it seems it seems really stupid. It seems really stupid that that he tried to be deemed a wide receiver. And they paid him top tight end. They made him the highest paid he tight end. He made plenty of money. He yeah. made plenty of money. So I could see why the organization would, would be really annoyed by that. Andrew? What? Do you, do you think... <laughs> do you think that... He... I, I think he could come back. I mean, like, what's, what's his market going to be? He's not... He's 31... He had I just think I just think first of all, first of all, what's his market going to be like? I, you guys are you guys are are, are freaking out tw- over trying to get three, three years, twenty four million is what I think gets it gets it done, which which I think is a fair deal in, in comparison to what Zach Ertz makes and Travis Kelsey and Gronk. You know, that's it's a hair under those guys are all making about nine million a year. Um, so I think you know, and he's thirty one now, so I, and he's his stats have gone down, so. I Let's think throw three more years, money at the tight end position. Three years. <laughs> I mean, I, they would cut Fleener, obviously, but um, 
when I look at Jimmy Graham, I think first of all, like he's had three years now to spend in a shitty offense and realize that like, yeah, maybe he's not a receiver. Maybe he's not as great as he thought he was. And maybe, you know, he kind of had it better than he thought. And that Seattle offense is so shitty. Like it, the design of it is basically like Russell Wilson, go run around and do shit. Like yeah, it's, it's I mean, terribly designed. Marshawn Lynch left <laughs> and they traded Unger. That whole offense just imploded. But uh, I just think so. I think there's some maybe some perspective from Jimmy Graham's side. I think now financially, he falls into a pocket that the Saints are actually willing to stomach. That's the second thing. The third thing is, and this is really this, you know, when you look at the Saints, if you ask me what their biggest need is on the whole team, I would say it's help on third down. And they don't need Jimmy Graham to be a star. They don't need. Jimmy By the Graham way, Jimmy Graham had more, Jimmy Graham had more third down conversions last year than every Saints tight end combined. Yeah, he, he had so, six Saints tight ends had five. Yep. So that was a Sigler stat, I think. On yes, Twitter, it was. Right? John yeah. Sigler. Kudos, kudos to him for Guest coming up with that. Podcast. But we like him. I, I just think at the end of the day, when you look at what the Saints maybe need more than anything, based on how the season went. It's help on third down offensively. And they don't need Jimmy Graham to be the horse he used to be. Uh, they've got Kamara. They've got Michael Thomas. They've got Mark Ingram to carry this offense. But what they really need is when it's third and four, third and three, they need a guy to get him four yards or five yards. And I just can't think of anyone more suited to help this offense improve and get that than Jimmy Graham. And, also and that's too- why – that's why I think this actually has legs and a chance to happen because the Saints desperately need him. They need his skill set for what the offense is lacking most. And, and also, he can come here, Dave, and catch 70 balls for 825 yards. Balls. And convert 10 third downs and average nine yards a catch. And Saints fans will be like, he's back. I get to wear my Graham jersey. This is phenomenal. But if he goes to Baltimore – and catches 70 balls for 800 yards, they're going to be like, he's old and slow and a piece of shit. Why did we sign this guy? He's terrible. Like, I don't know. I- uh, yeah, I get, Ralph, your overall point is is that if Jimmy Graham comes back to New Orleans, he's going to need to put up – people are going to expect the old Jimmy Graham. No, and I he's prob- And I think, yeah, you are. That's what you're saying. Because if he catches 70 balls and eight, picks up 800 yards uh, – not much more than that, and you're already back to his old his old self. So, yeah, I don't I mean, know. Like that's a long way from 2011. Well, what about what about Graham. the fact that Breeze? What about the fact that Breeze loves him? That's a great question. Here's a here's a here's a good question. This is from Guillaume. We'll get to all the other questions later, but he has a great point. Is Breeze giving the Saints any discount to go for Jimmy, a la Josh Norman a couple years ago? That's that's an interesting point where. I would you know, think if he was willing to do it for Josh Norman, I would think he would be. Because, he would do it for Drew Brees. Absolutely, man. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing with with Drew Brees, and we know Drew Brees is all about his money, and that's cool. We everybody likes money, but here's the thing. Like I could see Mickey Loomis going to Drew Brees and being like, Drew, Drew we can do whatever you want on your contract. You're going to stay here. We'll do it however you want. But if you do this version. We'll get you Jimmy Graham. And the thing is, Dave, like Jimmy Graham's not a hypothetical, even though like. Jarvis Landry might be awesome, or another player might be really good. Like, Drew Brees ain't never played with them, so he doesn't know exactly how it's going to go. With Jimmy Graham, he can be like, Jimmy Graham, we fucking rocked it out. 
Yeah, I'll do that for you, Mickey Loomis. I'll take, I'll sh- I'll structure it how you want if you go get Jimmy Graham. Like, I could see that being a real selling point for him, even more <laughs> so than a player you might think is better than Jimmy Graham, like Landry or whoever. Let me ask you guys an honest question here. How good do you think Tom Brady is at this stage of his career without Gronkowski? He's, I don't he's know. Joe, we might find out. He's Joe Flacco without Gronkowski. <laughs> like, that's what the stats say. Seriously. Like, he turns into Joe Flacco with, without when, Gronkowski. When Gronk's not in the lineup? When, when Gronk's not in the lineup, he turns into Joe Flacco. Okay. So, I just think Breeze is 39 at this stage of his career. Like, can we not like give him a nice toy and let him age gracefully? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying like he de- he deserves Jimmy Graham. He wants he deserves, Jimmy Graham. It's like it's like instead of getting him a gold watch and a rocker, we're getting him Jimmy yeah, Graham. Yeah. I like it. I just think and I I think there's a piece of Jimmy Graham as pissed as he is about the whole money thing, pissed as he is about getting run out of town. There's a piece of Jimmy Graham that really wants to see Drew Brees out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Those guys are fucking boys, man. And here's the thing. I'm with telling Jimmy, you, here's Brees the thing with, loves him. And here's the thing with Jimmy Graham. I know. I know. Fans talked about how he had alligator arms and all this. Jimmy Graham, though, was quietly a tough motherfucker. In 2012, that dude's hand was wrecked, and they played Dallas, and he was awesome in that game. That game went to overtime. And Jimmy Graham was diving into piles for fumbles that Colston had in overtime, knowing that he had a wrecked hand in a game that didn't mean shit. You know? Um, so I think, like, Andrew, I think players, really, like, they recognize that. Like, Ingram today was doing the praying hands and re-quoting the Jimmy Graham rumor. Like, players in the Saints locker room liked him, I think. Yeah, Cam Jordan tweeted him, too. You know, um, you know, I don't know. I think enough time has passed that um, I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm like irrationally excited about <laughs> and, this. And here's like, another... I, I think I, I'm, I'm at such unhealthy levels of wanting this to happen <laughs> that if it did happen, I'm pretty confident it would blow up in our faces. And just, just, just to be clear about the whole thing, I, I think, I think Jimmy Graham is, is over the whole thing. I mean, you know, he's probably. Yeah. It's been years. He's got. Plenty of money. He realized maybe, you know, now he was young. He's still young, but he was younger then. And he, now he's probably realized I didn't need that. I didn't need to fight for. I didn't need to make such a big deal about an extra five million, ten million, whatever it was. So I, I think he would have zero problem coming back to New Orleans. Maybe he even wants to come back to New Orleans. I think the issue is, you know, on the Saints side and whether they're still their ass is still chapped uh, about that whole thing. And then also just to be clear. You know, I'm I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here. I'm trying to be realistic. But as a fan, yes, I would love the Saints to have Jimmy Graham back. I think he would be incredibly valuable and incredibly useful uh, for the Saints' offense next season. Okay, here's here's, here's my thing, and let, let's now we need to talk about something really important and serious here. If I'm Jimmy Graham and the Saints come to me and they offer me a contract, there's one clause that has to be in there. And that's that Sean Payton is not allowed to scream at him when he dunks on the goalpost <laughs> in Atlanta when he scores on the Falcons. It's yes. a clause in his contract that he can just be flagged for 15 yards and Sean Payton can't say a damn thing. You know how Greg Williams used to brag about having that FU clause in his contract where yeah. Sean Payton couldn't bother him? <laughs> Graham has the FU clause. Yeah, he can yeah. dunk in Atlanta. 
Only in Atlanta. Only, only in Atlanta. In the Georgia Dome. Only in, or the Mercedes. Whatever. Benz. Here's the thing, too, that I, I was thinking of today is, you know, before C.J. Spiller agreed to, like, do a deal with the Saints at their number and maybe take a little less than he could have got elsewhere, Reggie Bush literally had a plane ticket back to New Orleans, and the Saints were going to sign him back. Now, I know it wasn't as acrimonious as but they traded him away to the Dolphins, and he was going to come back. Um, so, um, True. So it's I think I think it's really possible, um, you know. So we'll see. Uh, we got a a bunch of Twitter questions that are fun. I asked people to ask Twitter questions, and since free agency is about to start, uh, and teams are going to make lots really teams are going to make lots of really bad financial decisions. I asked people to tweet a Saints question and give me your worst financial decision you've made in the last decade, and only one person has so far has said, but the Todd Newberg said, I spent $750 on a drone a few years ago that was supposed to hover in place if it got disconnected. Instead, I helplessly watched it nosedive into the river and float away. It was $750 poorly spent, not unlike money spent on C.J. Spiller. I like that, Todd. So, Andrew, before we get to the Twitter questions, what's a really bad purchase you've made in the last five years? Ooh, bad purchase. Mm. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about this. Dave, bad purchase you've made in the last five years? Uh, Ford stock. <laughs> <laughs> Sally, what's a bad purchase we've done in the last five years? The, oh, the Rumba, the poor Rumba. We bought it and it worked out well, but once you get kids and you got all kinds of cluck, cluck kids and pets, the Rumba just it's. It's dead under a chair somewhere. Uh, so here's uh, another good question. Bigger surprise, Andrew. 2017 Saints or 2018 Pelicans? That's from Eric. Mm. I would have to say Pelicans because of what they're doing with Boogie Cousins injured. Yeah. Like that would, that would be the equivalent. I mean, if Breeze is Davis, then – I would say Boogie Cousins is like Cam Jordan. Yeah. So like I would be like the Saints losing Cam Jordan and still, you know, being the four seed would be like what? The Saints being uh, you know, div- division winner, yeah. Yeah. Um So I would be very surprised to see them do that without Cam Jordan. Dave, this is from Black and Gold Review. Will Jimmy, Jimmy <coughs> will Jimmy Graham score have twelve touchdowns, fifteen touchdowns, or seventeen touchdowns for the Saints this year? Yeah, <laughs> he had ten for Seattle, and their offense is dog shit. Let's go with eight. Let's set it at eight. <laughs> do you, Dave? Do you agree that if the Saints can pull the trigger for, let's say, three years, twenty twenty four million, that they should? Yeah, as long I'm as all you, about it. Let's do bring it. Back, bring back Jimmy, baby. Bring back Jimmy. Uh, this is from Cajun Alaskan. Uh, if you can only have Minka Fitzpatrick or Shaquem Griffin, who do you want? I want Griffin. He's only got one hand. I've only got one hand. Uh, I'm all about it. He did 20 reps with the with the with the Luke Skywalker bionic. You don't have one clip hand. On, clip on hand. I got one good hand. It's pretty yeah, much the same thing. That guy had, has one hand. You don't yeah, have one. Hand. I have like one in like one in like 45 percent hand. 
<laughs> but he did he did twenty reps on the bench press with the clip on hand. And he ran like a four three eight at linebacker. He's getting picked in the top hundred twenty picks, right? I hope so, man. What a great can we talk story. About, can we talk about the two-lane guys? Can we talk about Perry Nickerson, the mayor yeah, of he, Uptown? He set the thing on fire today. with a, And like, Addy, and Addy Aruna, yeah. uh, who also had a, a pretty quick... I like quick, that because uh, his, Nick, Nick his name is difficult to pronounce. I'm all about it. <laughs> I like to say um, yeah, he, He's fast, huh? Yeah. Nickerson? Yeah. Seriously, I mean, when are, they, when, when, when are the Saints going to finally take a look at a two-lane guy, man? He's going to get drafted to play special teams alone, just without speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is from Matt, Dave. If by some chance the Saints do sign Jimmy Graham, how many disc, how many jerseys would you buy while they are still on discount? Uh, I already have one, so I don't need to buy any. <laughs> this is from Preston, Andrew, and this is a good question for you. How does the newly an- announced salary cap affect the Saints' books this summer? If Breeze signs a two-year contract, can they lower the $18 million cap hit this season and push it to next offseason? The cap was supposed to be 179 and it ended up at like 177 and a half, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think it changes much. I think Breeze's cap number is going to be similar. I mean, he's at 18 right now, and so even if they push – you know, the phantom deal, you know, if they do like really a one-year deal that voids, you know, I they mean, make it a phantom like three-year contract again. I'm going, I'm going on record now. The Drew Brees deal is going to have ghost years inside of phantom years, inside of voidable years, inside <laughs> of a roster bonus, and it's going to be like a six-year, $200 million deal, but his cap number for this year is going to be $8. <laughs> and, the Saints, and the Saints are going to sign a shitload of people. You watch, man. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, Loomis Math Mona Lisa is what it's going to be. People are going to gaze at it. They're going to give seminars on it at the Sloan the Conference. Chapel. Yeah, it's going to be. It's yeah. going to be amazing. It's going to be. They're going to give. Uh, they're going to have panel discussions on the at the Sloan Conference next year about the contract. I'm, uh, I'm, you, I'm, I'm picturing Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting at the chalkboard right that's now. That's gonna Mickey be. Loomis writing it all up right now. That's what it's going to be. Set the classical music. Uh, let's see. Um, uh. Let's see. Streif retiring and Calmet leaving is devastating news if it happens. Guard, tackle, and center all become major needs. Uh, Why would center be a major need? Well, because Unger would be old, I guess. So they which, have Cameron which, which, need, which need? Which if Calmet leaves, which which offensive line position is most needed? That's what Dylan asks. Uh, I mean, I think guard and tackle. I mean, I think they need depth at both positions. They like uh, Cameron Todd, right? So at at um, he he's a center though, right? Can he <laughs> play center? Todd. Center. Tom. Tom. He uh, he's a center guard. He's an interior player, but he can play center. Yeah. Dave with the uh, Streif is retiring. By the way, I'm almost 100 percent guaranteed of that. You've been saying that for like three. I years. said that. I I said no. I've been saying it for three. Years. I said it last off season, and he was definitely considering it, but he. He wound up sticking it out, but I'm pretty sure he's. This is it. He's. I can, I cannot 
cannot wait for Streep to say he's giving it one more year. I cannot. I'm, wait. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually going to. Why would he walk away? Like the I'm Saints are going to keep. The Saints are going to keep him. playing in the fucking NFL for twelve fucking. But he, years. where's he going to make? Where's he going to make three and a half million dollars? Do you know how? Do you know how beat up he is? Where's he going to uh, make three and a half million with dollars? Port, with I don't know. I'm sure his Port Orleans Brewing Company is doing pretty well. Yeah, how is it doing? Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say any. Uh, it's I don't I don't know how well it's doing. I have no idea. I, I hear about the it all beer, the time. The so. beer's not good. I'm, that's that's uh, what your lack of that's what your non-committal voice is. They've got a couple right of they, they've got a couple of good things offer offerings. So okay. you hate it. Um, <laughs> just I, come uh, out and say just it. Just kidding, dude. Zach. We would love to, we would love for you to sponsor the podcast. Come no, on. No, and, and also <laughs> in all seriousness, I'm going to I'm going to a party. On Saturday at a friend's house, and he's he he may be there, so maybe I'll ask him. So, so why yeah. why do you think his beer is so bad? <laughs> so First done. of all, he he's he he's, he just put, he's just an investor. He, I don't think he knows. I don't think he's that involved. He's like the front so, man. Just put, he's just like yeah. He's on the, the commercial, showing up, and, shaking hands like Rocky at the restaurant, just showing up, shaking yeah. hands, yeah. kissing, kissing, at, kissing. Dave, babies. have you had the Sean Payton beer? No, Isn't I haven't. One? There is, yeah. I haven't had that one actually. Have you guys seen Steve Gleason uh, on Twitter? Wants to go to space pictures where he goes to yeah. Zach Street's brewery and has like he's like mainlining his beer. That's awesome. I want to do that. I want to mainline. <laughs> he's beer. got like a feeding tube and and people just like pour beer in the feeding tube. That's so New Orleans. It's the most <laughs> New Orleans thing ever, and it's fantastic. Gleason is the man so is it another question from don tanaka the comma sorry don. uh with the 27th pick would you rather take the best linebacker available or the best wide receiver available that's a good football question don usually you've got wrestling and sex questions <laughs> wrestling and what sex questions oh does he yeah he does but does kevin usually answer those he does i hope okay so, so wide receiver or linebacker, best one available. Who you take if all things being equal? I'd probably go linebacker. I mean, we definitely need a receiver, but I just feel like at least we have Michael Thomas, and he's a freaking stud. I don't know that we have a stud at linebacker. We have like a bunch of pretty. We do not. Guys. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I can confirm. We do not have a stud at linebacker. Yeah. I wonder if the Saints are going to fall in love with one of the one of the linebackers available and move on up, like Rokon Smith or something. I just moving on up, yeah. moving on up. Uh, let's see. This, the, I think this draft, like the one thing I'm kind of okay with about the Saints picking late is uh, I think this draft is so deep. This is one of the deeper classes I think I've seen. Do you so think the top? Deep. Do you think the top? Do you think the top hundred oh, this year? Yeah. Is, do you think the top hundred this year is better than last year? Because last year the Saints loved it, and that's one of the reasons they wouldn't budge with New England for Malcolm Butler. Is I don't there, think it's that deep, but I do think like the oh, top. Oh, it's deep. It's real deep. I would say <laughs> I like your top, sexy voice, Dave. I would say so the top thirty-five deep. is better. But, you know, once you get kind of out of that, then maybe it, it, there's a bigger drop-off, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, the, somebody asked, uh, are Saints going to go after Malcolm Butler? Of course they're going to go after Malcolm Butler. We have the T-shirts ready for Dave to fucking print system corner. 
Andrew has convinced me. We, and- we actually have already printed like a hundred shirts, and we're just gonna send, <laughs> send them to Africa if it doesn't work That's out. Right. I mean, we're we're so confident <laughs> that it's happening that yeah. we have the shirts printed. I mean, yeah. it's just we're we're just waiting for the green light from the Saints to tweet that it's a done deal, <laughs> and we're shipping orders out left and right. Yeah. So, but seriously, Andrew, we were talking. I don't think it was on the podcast last week. We were talking this week or something, and you were making the case that, like, the Saints, even though corner's a lot better than it was when they were desperate for Malcolm Butler, like, they still really like him, and they have a shit ton of money, and they have all these guys in the secondary that don't cost any money that they can afford to go and give Malcolm Butler the contract they were going to give him anyway. You know? Although he's a year older, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how. I guess it's not my money. Who gives a shit in the in the grand scheme of things? Exactly. But we, like, we sweat like, oh, that's too much money. Oh, who gives a dude, shit? Be about, <laughs> you guys should be worried about a good player. Who gives, don't go four years, Mickey. For don't go four years, fifty-two. Go five years, sixty-six million. Get that shit done. Yep. Um. I mean, it always blows my mind how much fans like go ape shit about Tom Benson spending his money. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. You know what? It is too much. It's too much. Internet. It's internet overload, and it's like cap people, and they're good. You know, Jason from Over the Cap, Bill Barnwell. Like, like no one gives it. Like, does anyone say? You know, Larry Warford. They gave him four years, thirty-four million, and he worked out pretty good. But they really could have got him for four years, twenty-nine, and that's not really a great thing. Like no one gives a fuck. Like Jarris, what was Jarris Bird's contract? What was it? Like what were the numbers on it? Like it, you know? Are you asking me? Yeah, like what? what if 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 it would have been ten million dollars left, would we have been like, well, they got him for ten million dollars left? It was a good deal at the time. Like no one gives a shit. He sucked. And he was injured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Dave, like Dave's point with Fleener, like even though it was like an average tight end contract, it sucked because Fleener didn't deliver what they said, and we hate him for it. <laughs> Dave, you hate Fleener still, right? You want him, you want him off the, you want him purged, like in those movies, right? Off the <laughs> roster. Uh, no, I mean, I think he'd make for a good, you know, third tight end. You can't pay your third tight end that much. Well, you're already paying him, so <laughs> might as well. S- don't let that stop you from upgrading the tight end position. What? Here's a question, and then we we got to get out of here. This is a question for you. the The contract the Saints, Dave, the the free agent move you want them to make, and how much will it cost them? Just not that we care, but like the free agent move you want them to make that might happen by next. Monday when we come on the show because they can start negotiating with players next Monday and they can sign them on uh, Thursday. So what movie uh, well, do you want? Them to- I well I didn't uh, I didn't know we were talking about numbers and no you can make it you can make it pull it out about- pull it out your ass. Well, <laughs> no, that's what Fox News does. I don't need to be doing <laughs> that. Um, I. I would say, obviously, you know, we're talking about Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. Graham. That'd be fun. Bring back, bring back um, but you know, I would say, uh, what, first of all, you asked uh, one that we would like, one that we would that we would hate, and one that will probably happen. I'm going to give you all three. Um, okay. But one that I would like, there seems to be a, a good amount of wide receivers. You've got Jacksonville that's got two: Marquise Lee and 
um, Allen Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Um, so you, you could grab one of those guys. Um, there is um, Paul Richardson from Seattle. He might. Is he from Seattle? Yeah. Um, he might not get paid. And then we mentioned him earlier from 2013 draft, Sheldon Richardson. Uh, that would be awesome to have on the D line. Uh, the one I would. I'm hate still. In, I'm still in the Charlotte I'd still be mm. very happy to pick him up. Uh, the one I would hate, Junior Gallette. Um, <laughs> and then the one that's likely, um, both Jonathan Casillas and Ramon Humber are going to be free agents. I could see them uh. bringing back. I could see them bringing back like Casillas or somebody else. Uh. Yeah, you, 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying I like it, but couldn't you see that happening? Though? Totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. Andrew. In, fa- in fact, I know it's happening, and that's why I'm so sick. <laughs> Andrew, your three you that you 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 want that you hate and that you think they will do. Give me hashtag system corner all day long. Give me Jimmy Graham. I will second line down my street naked in broad daylight. If they, go, if they go Jimmy Graham, Malcolm Butler first day, I'm going to just take a PTO. <laughs> to, I'm going to go PTO the next day, just take off work, and we're doing like a five-hour live show on Block Talk Radio. I will be drunk and shirtless, and we will have fun. <laughs> we will take calls. It will be amazing. I will do a slip and, slide, slip and slide in my yard with beer instead of water and, and booze. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, if I get Jimmy Graham and Malcolm Butler, that's basically porn for Saints fans. Yeah. Um, and so w- what do I have to pick besides that? Those are the two guys I want. So the t- what you wouldn't want and what you think they will do. I also wouldn't mind a trade for Bobby Wagner, but oh, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little greedy here. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> um, who I, I don't want. Um, I mean, I would just hate for the Saints. I mean, I guess I can't say Kurt Coleman, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I would hate like Paul Richardson, like basically a receiver that kind of sucks. That they would add like I, I feel I'm hoping that Sean Payton would realize with Fleener that like. His offense can't just magically make a player that kind of stinks good. And so, like, Richardson's a guy to me that, like, eh. He's kind of like Brandon Coleman in my eyes. Richardson's a receiver where, like, he's big, he's tall, but, like, he's not nearly as good as his size says he should be, kind of like Brandon Coleman. And so, if he comes to the Saints offense, like, I could see Sean Payton thinking, oh, well, I'm going to make him better because I'm an offensive genius but then he comes to the Saints and he still sucks. Another guy like that is Tavon Austin of the Rams. I don't want to touch that guy with a ten foot pole. If McVay couldn't could, make him I good, see, I could see him. Yeah, but if I could McVay see make him Sean good, Payton seeing like, oh, it's like C.J. Spiller. I can I can use his skill set and make him a superstar, and he'll be awful. No, no. So I don't want Tavon Austin. That that's that probably tops my list. I um, will, go ahead. And then re, I have to pick something realistic. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably just add like a bunch of mid-level guys like Kurt Coleman that yeah. we won't be excited about, but it'll be fine. Uh, I'm gonna say who I don't want, and, and and I like him, and I think Saints fans would be excited. But I think if they signed him, it's it means they'll they'll have gotten like 
rejected by all the other corners on their list. Patrick Robinson for the Eagles. Yeah, I would not be psyched about that. And here's the thing. You, like, you have got to be shitting me, Ralph. Well, no. Well, <laughs> you, I think, are, you are not even fucking serious. I think, no, because I think what would happen was they'd, they'd like, want Malcolm Butler, but he goes to the Jets for some ridiculous amount of money. And then they're like, I want Sean Melvin for the Colts or, or Kyle Fuller for the Bears. And they all say, no, no, no. And then they're like, well, shit, we got to get a corner. And that's what happened with Jason David. Like, Jason David was a guy they ended up trading yeah, for. Yeah, they kept they, going down the list. They, yeah. He was, like, five on their list, and they're like, we fucking need a corner. Like, the Saints in free agency, when they lock in and they're like, we need this position, they have their fucking list, and they're going to get a guy. Like, last year, they didn't get Zietler. They got Warford. He was number two on the list. And that's, like, that's my worry at corner. Like, they're going to go deep down that list, and they're going to get a guy who's not any better than what they have. Um, so that that would be a concern. A guy who I would – and another guy that I wouldn't be excited about, Navarro Bowman, who they had a trade for and he blocked it. He's a free agent too. If they signed him at linebacker, I'd be like, eh, no. Um, so those are guys. A guy who um, I would want uh, would be obviously Jimmy Graham, Malcolm Butler. Uh, a guy who I – another guy who um, I would just – would scare me to death, and I think he's fucking terrible. Is um, who is he? He's Adrian Claiborne for Atlanta. He had nine sacks, but he had like six in one game. He's another guy in the division that they know that they might be tempted to do. That would scare me to fucking death. Um, and another guy who I think they uh, might do is. Uh, it would be an LSU guy, Benny Logan, for the Chiefs. Defensive tackle would be a move that I think they might make. So that's my choices. You guys are you guys were horrified all these names I've been calling out. No, uh, Benny Logan could could be interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's it. So by so so final final call, Dave. When we go on the air next week. And we start the show at nine o'clock. Will the Saints have made a move? Last week you asked this question, and I said no. We, I think we all said no. Um, but uh, no, Andrew, no move, no move, no move between when? Between before or during the podcast next week? So up until well, well doesn't it go like they can only negotiate, right? Yeah, but they'll have Until people agreeing. Wednesday? They can agree. Yeah, but they'll have people agreeing to deals, like you know. Oh no, I don't. I don't think the Saints are going to leak stuff. I mean, I think. Did, I don't. Did we get the information about Ginn and Klein? Did we get that the day free agency opened, or did we get leaks before? No, we got that the day free agency opened. Like the Saints did Warford, Klein, and Ginn all within like forty-five minutes. But we hadn't heard a peep about either of those, all three of those guys before. Nope. So, yeah, I think Loomis, you know, as a policy, keeps stuff under lock and key. Um, So, I don't know. We'll see. I I would be surprised if he deviates from the path that has served him well. Yeah, the only thing you might leak that might leak for the Saints, I think, is visits. Which, the thing is, though, if the Saints can get a guy on a visit... Like they night. can't visit before Wednesday, though. Oh, they can't. That's right. You're right. 
but I mean, they can it could, only but, negotiate with the agent. But wouldn't it leak like that? that couldn't it leak that like uh, so and so's first visit on Wednesday will be with the Saints? Couldn't that leak? So that might be some. That'd be newsy, but it wouldn't be a signing, I guess. Yeah, I just feel like the top guys they don't visit; they just get signed. Like they have four contracts to consider, and they just sign one. I, I feel like the guys that visit are like the Reggie Bushes, you know, who are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well that does it. This was a fun show today. We had a lot of Saints news, which is weird for the right before free agency. But uh, thanks to everybody. Go to the site, donate. Even if you did for Drone Kitchen, you can donate again. This show was fun. We might need to buy a new computer as my computer starts to fritz. So, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.